Well, what's going on, man? It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Just getting ready to have the pre-Christmas week kick on, and I'm, I'm ready for Christmas. You got a lot Christmas. going on? You guys uh, doing a lot of stuff? Yeah, it's, I mean, for me, it's like going to slow down a little bit um, because Wayland will kind of shut down after this week, and uh, church stuff will ramp up, right? You know, yeah. and a lot of family stuff. How about you? I am currently broadcasting from Grand Canyon University and uh, just finished up an exam with our students. So things are winding down here, but church stuff has kicked up in the high gear. We try to do Christmas like for a month, right? So everybody's, you know, obviously our culture starts Christmas now. Like I think I saw Christmas stuff before Halloween. Um, and it's kind of like, I, I hate, I don't want to be that church. It's like, well, what do we, What's our Christmas plan? Well, our whole culture has been celebrating Christmas for a while, but we're going to do a Christmas Eve, right? So we try to do a couple different things to spread it out and give people opportunities to do some fun stuff. Um, so we're busy, but it's good stuff. It's fun. Um, it's just fun stuff to do with family. So that's, that's where we're at, man. So this is definitely a, a harder season. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of coasting a little bit more soon enough. Well, I think that might tie into our subject today on Advent and, you know, yes. what is the appropriate pre-Christmas uh, time and celebration and, and all of that. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Also, you know, the Christmas, the 12 days of Christmas are actually the 12 days following Christmas, not leading up to it, which we've got our whole church calendar completely backwards uh, in our culture today, which... Um, but we'll, we'll have a chance to talk about that. I want to hear this. So we're singing the song wrong. That should be sung we, after. That is Christmas tide. Advent is the lead up. So yeah, it's, um, it's exciting, but yeah, let's jump into the prayer and, uh, and we'll just kind of talk, answer some Advent questions and whether we should be let's doing do it as Baptists, you know? Um, all right, let's uh, pray uh, the Lord's prayer. If you'll all join us, um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, hey, so Advent, I've seen a lot of other churches do it. We've done it. Uh, um, but I know some people say, isn't that like a Catholic-y thing? Um, and so... Does it have Catholic roots? Is that where we get this typically? Yeah, so it wouldn't just be Catholic roots, but it would be um, related to churches and obviously Catholics included that have more of a liturgical year or cycle. Okay. And so if we go back to the uh, old church year in the West and the East, they all had some nuances. But the, the kickoff to the new year was Advent. And I think that was November 30th of this year. And so we are uh, really into the third week of the Christian year. Um, now, we typically think more of our national year, so we don't really consider that. But if you think about there's a Chinese New Year, there's American New Year. There's also a church year that many churches hold to. You know, you, you'd see this in Lutheran, Methodist, uh, Anglican, Catholic, and then Orthodox would have their own year, which is similar to the Western year. But uh, a little bit different, just how they um, date some events. So um, Advent is uh, generally uh, leading up to Christmas, but it is the beginning of the church year, and it is a penitential time 
historically, uh, which we don't talk a lot about penitential seasons in the Baptist world. Um, So, uh, but the idea is many Christians have heard of Lent and uh, most evangelicals and and Baptists, I kind of lump those categories together sometimes. Uh, We don't do a lot with Lent uh, other than kind of maybe joke around that we don't have to give things up or we gave up giving, giving things up. (laughs) But um, exactly. (laughs) The the idea is that um, as we approach the major Christian holidays, that there should be time of reflection and maybe a time of giving up in um, preparation to celebrate. And so um, Christmas tide or the 12 days of Christmas that we sing about actually in the old calendar began on Christmas day and went through epiphany, which is when you celebrate the wise men, which will be January 6th. Um, And so Advent was supposed to be a time of uh, fasting and giving up and abstaining from things similar to Lent, but not to the extent that Lent is. And um, the, the hope was that you would be spiritually preparing yourself to celebrate the coming, the advent of Jesus. And okay. uh, so Baptists historically and evangelicals um, in that same vein, we gave up a lot of those holy days. It wasn't just a Protestant thing. It really is kind of other, you know, later Protestant uh, groups that gave up a lot of the holy day celebrations. And the idea was that um, when you create special times of spirituality, you obviously uh, mark other times as less special. And so um, those, those could also lead to days of gluttony or days of overindulgence. Um, So you have Mardi Gras on Fat Tuesday, right? And the reason Fat Tuesday exists is you're going to fatten up before Lent starts on Ash Wednesday. And so um, it actually it was seen by some of the kind of later uh, Protestant groups as uh, causing sin rather than devoting every day into the Lord, as Paul says in, in Romans. Um, uh, and so, you know, that if you didn't grow up with these traditions, you, you kind of um, that's that's kind of why the, the spiritual um, theological reasoning is we don't want to say that any day is more or less significant. We want to give every day to the, to the Lord. Um, but there's something about human nature, right? That, that there are seasons, there are special occasions, there are um, desires for celebrations. And uh, so you see these kind of things kind of creeping back into um, denominations that kind of disregarded them. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and some of it is, you know, the, the later generations just didn't understand why. And then some of it is also maybe we weren't Right. The Bible doesn't forbid celebrations. Paul just kind of doesn't care. You know, if you like this day, great. If you want to observe that, that's fine. But every day is the Lord. So I, I do think it's an area of Christian conscience. Um, but uh, I think there is a richness to it, because if we'll make a, a lot of secular holidays, um, I think it's kind of backwards that we would celebrate secular holidays, but refuse to celebrate Christian holidays because we don't want to, um, y- you know, uh, get overindulgent uh, on the off time. Well, you know, I don't know I what do you think? You just said about that. I mean, you think about even just how our church runs. I think some of that is about our viewpoint of what church is for, right? And there's a huge debate that that rails on, right? Which is uh, is church for the Christian or is church for the for you know your witnessing session? And uh, and more and more, I've come to the conclusion for me is that I think the Bible shows that it's for His church, it's for His people. And there will be non-Christians that will come, um, but the point is not to, we can't 
form our worship service as our evangelism tool. Plus, I don't think that works anymore. But uh, he, yeah. here's what I think is part of that. Is that. You think about how the church up until this point has run their calendar. You have to do Mother's Day. You have to do Veterans Day. You have to do uh, Memorial Day. You have to do uh, Father's Day. You have to, like, we build it with all these American or all these cultural holidays. Why? Because those are the days people will bring their, their relatives to come for these things. And I think that that is um, kind of a flawed view of how we should run church, right? But I think that's also uh, something that we're recognizing as well is maybe that worked for a season of like people coming, but more and more that I don't think that's how this is working. I don't think people are saying like, you know, like I've, I've seen this too, like um, instead of people coming for special days now, what do they do? They go to, they go to a meal together, right? So instead of we're all going to go to church because it's Mother's Day and we're going to celebrate. No, we all go to brunch instead of going to church with mom. Um, and, and so that's the thing, right? It's, uh, I think we have built our calendar to try to appeal. And um, we've tossed out a biblical one because that's unappealing. And now we're realizing now we have no calendar at all because nobody comes to the other one anyways. And so, you know, I think it's a great thing to kind of call back to a, some sort of a calendar that revolves around our holidays and significant events for the church. I, and, and I agree, you know, and, and we've talked about Hanukkah before. And, you know, one of the interesting things is that on that 12th month, the 25th of the month, which wasn't our 25th of December, but it correlates in some way yeah. that um, the 25th is the day uh, that you could re uh, member the dedication of the temple and the lighting of the uh, oil. Um, and so I, I do see some correlation to celebrating Christmas with the birth of Christ, whether or not he was born on the 25th. Uh, I'm not worried about that. But what you saw is as the church was expanding, they would take over holidays that were secular and Christianize them. And, yeah. and so Advent ends up becoming that preparation time for the day that we have set aside to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Um, sorry, were you going to say something there? Um, no, man. So, so again, I, and I have a lot of people, even in my own church or that I've run into that, that kind of look at the pagan roots underneath some of those dates and, and then say, we shouldn't celebrate any of it. And, and really that's kind of going back a little bit to that other idea of, uh, we'll just not celebrate anything, but then you find that you're celebrating other things. And so uh, I, I, I kind of asked the question, why can't we celebrate uh, the Christian things as well? Uh, and we just want to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're, we're truly doing it under the Lord. Um, so Advent has been around for a long, long time. Uh, now in the Eastern Orthodox, they, they have a nativity fast, which is actually a, uh, another Lent. It's 40 days. It starts off in November, 40 days prior to Christmas, and they do a hard uh, core fast. So they almost have two Lents in their calendar. Um, the West is a little less uh, rigorous. And, and at this point in time, fasting rules, even in the Catholic world, are so light that, that I'm not sure many people are fasting um, much at all. But um, the idea is rather than be a consumer driven uh, time. And rather than have this as an opportunity just to go, go, go and get Christmas lights up early, uh, about, um, you know, four weeks before Christmas, we begin getting ourselves spiritually into that uh, anticipation of Christmas. Um, and I think there's something really great about that because it's countercultural, right? Rather than mm -hmm. get it all out and, and celebrate, what if we rolled back and we, we kind of built in and we brought in some uh, giving, um, giving up of some things 
and then, you know, we've really celebrated Christmas. And rather than take all your lights in the tree down the day after, you know, the first week of January, let it up for a week, you know, and um, kind of go against the flow, you know, just because our culture is just so um, uh, focused on things that aren't necessarily scriptural. So I do see there's some reclaiming to Christian culture through these practices and also some um, connection with other denominations, which I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I think in, in the future, we're going to have so much opposition to Christianity that any way we can tie into the, the broader Christian tradition might be helpful. So, mm -hmm. um, so I think uh, Advent's a good practice. I don't think it's required. Uh, most churches aren't really doing it well. They're, they're throwing some candles up and, and they don't really you know, talk about it too much. Um, a lot of Advent for evangelicals is we have a wreath on Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the extent that I know is light the candle, read a passage. Um, what else do you do typically to celebrate this and make it special? Yeah, so the Advent wreath is actually a Lutheran invention, I think from the 1800s, and it was a way of kind of counting down the days and um, it, it kind of spread. And so you've kind of seen a development, and I was really struggling through this doing worship and trying to say, well, what is the standard for Advent? Um, and there seems to be kind of a standard, but I, I've actually rejected it because it looked to me like it was a little haphazard. Um, so I have my own Advent uh, countdown. Do you want to you hear that? Um, I want to hear it. You know, somebody in the comments, feel free to chastise me. Um, but uh, the week one candle of hope, right, or the, the um, prophet's candle. We'll light the candle, maybe read Jeremiah 33. Um, week two is the Bethlehem candle. And uh, in some places, this one's referred to, let me just see, uh, th this is the candle of peace. Mm -hmm. um, and my problem with that is uh, why, uh, why peace for Bethlehem? Um, I guess it's, it's the angels. But you'll find out that they grab the, the character attributes and they, they link it to, to characters. Um, and this is the deviation I, I have. I, um, I kind of going back to the three cardinal virtues, or sorry, the three uh, spiritual virtues of faith, hope, and love. So I've created a candle of faith hmm. because I wanted to be different. So I've got hope, then faith uh, for Bethlehem. And then I've got the shepherd's candle, which is joy. And uh, th this is the joy week, which uh, it's called the go day candle. And it's to celebrate the halfway point. You know, so you've been giving up something uh, as you're getting ready. And so you're halfway there. So that's where the pink candle comes in. So if you've okay. got your two purples and a pink, um, the angel's candle is then the, the fourth candle. Uh, so this one is where I put peace because the angel actually says, you know, peace. Um, <laughs> good. Keep talking. My lights went out. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, a lot of times people will have, this is the love candle. So the, the original Advent candles did not have five candles, uh, Advent wreaths. Um, a lot of, uh, churches today are using five candles and they'll use a Christmas Eve service and light a white candle in the center as yeah. the, um, and so since, uh, love is one of the weeks, what I've done is I've bumped love to Christmas Eve. And so okay. I have the, the Christ candle, which is the white candle as the candle of love. And so we'll light that on Christmas Eve. So, so I'm pretty happy with my invention because we've got um, faith, hope, and love along with joy and peace. And so, so, you, so clarify that again. So you say you, you do six candles, five, five candles, five uh, candles. So, and the center white one is the Christ candle. Right. And you said, what do we do with churches though, that on Christmas Eve, like the, you liked it that night, right? Right. Right. Yeah. 
So the, okay. the original Advent wreath, well, it's had some adaptations. Again, it's not even that old. It's only a couple hundred years old. Yeah, it's uh, hard to, it's hard to, as you're going through too, to be like, okay, which one is which? Cause they all have different names and some of them have right. different readings. It's very interesting. To try and to some people do characters. So this is shepherds, this is prophets, this is uh, Bethlehem. Um, so yeah. I've, I've tried to link um, the character or the place with a uh, uh, virtue. And yeah. so, and since we have, since we do do the Christ candle, I moved love to Christmas Eve, which left me a hole. And so faith is not normally one of your four virtues, but how do you leave faith out when faith, hope, and love um, abide? Yeah. So I added faith in, and I thought that that worked well with uh, Bethlehem. So prophets is hope, Bethlehem is faith. Uh, then I do shepherds is joy and angels um, is peace. Uh, so that's, um, that's kind of how I do it. My church didn't know any better. And uh, again, I found, I found so much disputing uh, traditions because again, this is not like a uh, top down, this is how you do Advent rules. Yeah. It's kind of developed over the last couple hundred years. And the idea is just like Hanukkah, you can actually have one of those wreaths in your house and you have some readings and things. Um, I think Lifeway Resources put out a family Advent uh, PDF oh. that you could bring home and make art projects. And uh, so there's a lot of ways to do that. And, and it might be a way instead of, if you don't want to do Hanukkah, that you could bring in more um, during the season to kind of teach the Christmas story. And yeah. um, so um, there is a richness there. I think it's something that, um, also, what I like about it is it's a way to re-Christianize Christmas uh, because so yeah. much, so much of what we're doing isn't even about Jesus anymore. And you know, I, I like the yeah. idea of being intentional about doing some things that are uh, about about Christ. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. I think the one thing that you're talking about, though, too, is giving up something to go along with it to make it to where this we're waiting for that day for something. Right. And I think that's helpful too. Yeah. I just, um, I, I, I like that idea of, of having this also in your home to be able to go through it because there's a, there's Advent for everything now, right? There's Advent chocolates and Advent yeah. books. And, uh, it's all about just pick one up and this is this day, this is this day. Um, but I do think there's something special about, we're going to do our reading. This is how we're going to celebrate this as we get ready um, I think that's, that's a good idea. And I do think you're right too. Like it, it doesn't matter if, if Jesus was born in spring, this is the time in which we choose to celebrate this day, a real day that really existed. And this is the tying in of that. Um, and so we build up to that of how important it is. But I think that's one of the things that if, if done well, and if those candles really are, those themes are really pulled out and the passages meet if the passages really tie in to that, then I think it can make sense. Cause um, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think sometimes I've seen it too, where you, like you'll have a candle, but then you read the passages and you're like, what does this have to do with that candle? Right. And I think having some sort of game plan of how each one is representative of something where it ties into that, where it's really the, 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 the prayers or the, the readings are specific um, and they are, you know, very helpful in getting you there. I think that's something instead of just because I think it loses its meaning when you just here we go. We light the candle. Here's some passages from old passages from new. And you're sitting there saying, I don't what are the connections here? Right. So I don't know. I think I think that's helpful, like tying it in, making it tighter um, and making it really connect. Yeah, and I, it's um, and that's one of the things that, that bothered me as I was trying to figure it out. There's better resourcing today and it seems to buy, be reaching 
maybe a standard. I, again, my standard might get blown away by some, but I, I don't care. We'll use it in my church because we're Baptist. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, the, the whole point that I'm, you know, trying to go for is that whatever we're doing, that, that we are doing something intentional, like you say, uh, that the readings do line up because I, I totally agree. Um, if you pulled stuff off the internet and grabbed three or four places in week four in some camps is the love and it's peace and others, the readings don't line up with what the candles are. And then, and then somebody will say, Oh, it's uh, angels week. Oh, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a uh, um, uh, peace week. Well, yeah, there, there's just been layers added to this as families and different churches have done it, that it really doesn't have a true standard from what I found. What is standard is Advent season is standard that, that there is okay. a four week expectation for, Christmas and, uh, and then giving up, you know, historically, um, you, you, there was the not eating meat on Fridays, or, or maybe you, you hold off on your favorite, um, Christmas pie until after Christmas, uh, just to make a point or a statement, you know, um, or, you know, you just do some, uh, intermittent fasting, you know, so normally, um, I, I've done a challenge where I, you know, take two or three days a week and don't eat except one meal a day with your family at night. And if you're hungry during the day, uh, devote a little time to prayer, um, I will say this. Uh, one of the things I found with fasting is I, I do tend to be legalistic uh, personality wise, and uh, you can do a lot of giving up of things, but if you don't replace what you're giving up spiritually with nourishment, you're just fasting, you know, <laughs> you're, you're just, yeah. uh, so that, that's a challenge I, I keep bringing to myself is if I'm going to do something, I, I need to make sure that I'm also doing something devotional. And that's where I think the candles and something with the family comes in where you, you have a little more structure to uh, to what you could be doing devotionally besides just giving up. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is there any, so, so typical Advent is you mark the calendar and it's how many days is it just, is it based on weeks or is it days? Yeah, it's um, it's based on the, the four Sundays before Christmas. Okay. So, so you go four Sundays before Christmas Eve, right? Well, Christmas, Christmas day, Christmas? really Christmas, Christmas Eve is, day. By the way, I, I don't know. I, I've heard of churches that are taking Sundays off um, because they're doing so much on Christmas Eve. That just seems crazy to me. Um, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, that, that would be, we, we should do something on the Lord's day. Um, that'd yeah. be fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, you know, there, there's a, there's a time where, yeah, you, sometimes I just wonder, I mean, that's a whole nother discussion of like the people, I, I feel like sometimes that's just phoning it in because you're tired and you don't want to do it. Um, you know, if at Christmas, Sunday's happening, man. And you come back and you do it again, uh, because that's the point. But um, yeah, I mean, so that's something that's, I think it's interesting. I, I like this whole idea of we're marking our season, because that's the thing is, I think we do have to figure out as church people, how do we, how do we retake our holiday? Um, that's a whole nother video for another time, maybe next week, if we want to, or something uh, about so how much tradition, how much culture has infiltrated but I think Advent, this is a simple one of like, just begin to read. Um, and and I, I don't think it, you know, I think I'd like to look a little bit more and find either a, a more consistent set of readings or design it myself in the sense of things that I'd like to like, here's what these candles are supposed to represent. And then here's where I think are readings that we should in, involve ourselves in, um, you know, and I think that's helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, I've heard of people who mark the holiday and they, they, one of the things they do is they try to get rid of all extravagance for the month, you know, so things that they're normally used to getting, which are extra, um, you know, like things that they would normally put money out for that they take away all of that 
And even on Christmas Eve, they mark that day as like a, they try to even do a meal to try to mark it to what would that first night have even been like? What might've been things they've eaten? Um, you know, just basics. And then Christmas comes with a bang, right? That the extravagance comes because of marking the day, you know? So I like that too, of just something that you incorporate. What do you pull out to get ready for the excitement of the, the you know, the, the big day that's coming? The problem is, you know, we have so much extravagance leading up all the time. And I like that. I mean, I, I like that we do it, but even then, like, what are we doing in that extravagance to point to this Christmas story? Or are we just overwhelmed with the, the, the thought or the culture or the feeling of what Christmas should be? Because in our culture, Christmas should be a white Christmas with Christmas cookies. I mean, that's what we sing about. And that's a whole, like I said, that's our next video, right? About all that kind of stuff. But anyways, yeah. Hey man, I like that. Yeah. I, I, I just, one last thought there, you know, if, if you haven't done anything with Advent, you know, I would say that it's not too late, you know, um, this last Sunday will be the, the final Sunday and then you're counting down to Christmas Eve. So you could just do kind of an abbreviated thing with the family and, and get yourself a, a few candles and, um, you can find plenty of stuff. Lifeway does have a little PDF that you can download. And so if you just wanted to kind of do a condensed, uh, final countdown to uh, to Christmas, you still could do that. Um, and yeah. I encourage you to do something like that. And then I think the fasting, one of the things that's helpful is, you know, rather than abstaining the entire season, you know, picking, uh, I'll give up something on these Fridays. So I can still kind of play both sides a little bit because there's so many work Christmas parties and th- it, it really is hard uh, to connect our, our, uh, our cultural expectations and then spiritual desires. Uh, so there are some fun ways, but yeah, that would be a whole another uh, episode. How do we do it? And then can we do it corporately? You know, cause that's the other thing too, is um, we do so much individualistically and I, I do like the idea of what if we all did it together, you know? So cool deal. Yeah. Well, that's all I had. Well, man, I thank you. This is a nice short one. Like we uh, like the Hanukkah one. So um, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for doing that with me. Sorry. Yeah. My lights went out in the middle of this, but you get with motion motion sense when you sit still and you engage we well, want me to you know finish us up and yeah here? close this out let's do it um here we go may the lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace god bless you guys thanks for watching it's been another one another one in the can yeah have right a happy advent season wait, wait, wait hold, hold on forgot one thing the 12 days So after Advent, you go 12 more days to get ready for the wise men, correct? Yeah. yeah, So so. we sing the song afterwards, not before. Because they weren't there. Do you know why there's 12 gifts? Well, 12, I just think Epiphany was, um, that's what they call the the coming of the wise men, Epiphanies. And so they just kind of set that 12 days after. I'd have to look into why it's 12 days, but um, Yeah, it's uh, like, do they are there is there tradition of gift giving afterwards for 12 days like the song or is that just, you know, whatever. Well, we we could hunt it down and do one in next year. I I don't I'd be speaking out of ignorance, you know, half the time I am anyway. What what does a Baptist know about this stuff? (laughs) Well, you brought it up, man. You brought that. I mean, I just thought, who knows? Okay, so there you go. I don't know. But I don't want to sing that song anyway. So, but I'll sing it after Christmas. Thanks. I'm sorry. It was just a thought that I'd had. And I, you know, I know you addressed part of it, but I wanted to get back in. All right. Hey, I'm done.
Are you All ready? right. Hey, take care. Have a good one. <laughs> take care. Bye-bye.